You're listening to 3CR. Music on 3CR is the best. La 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 la. You're listening to 3CR. 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 Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual. Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three crorgau Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present, and also acknowledging our LGBTIQ original inhabitants, who in turn include sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. And welcome to listeners of all genders. Thanks for tuning in. And that's listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sally Goldner, your host for the next hour. And um, uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, we have all the relatively modern means of communication. I'm not sure if we have Telegram anymore, but um, that's not relatively modern. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61401 078981. You can um, look for me and out of the pan on Facebook um, and um, do it there. And appropriately, you can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line because we're definitely going to have some wrestling on the show today. I'll tell you about that in a second, but it's about quarter past 12. We'll have Kirsten and um, Cody come on the phone from Ballarat to talk about regional queer issues, which I think is something that um, always needs um, plenty of attention. Did open today with Triple H's theme by Motorhead, Rest in Peace Lemmy, you legend, um, in your in your way, I suppose, um, because, well, it is a rare chance that I get a legitimate, as opposed to kayfabe or allegedly predetermined chance, to talk wrestling on the show um, in a way that's relevant. And it's been in the news in the last couple of weeks, um, believe it or not, because um, there was um, a situation in Texas, some might say where else would it have been, of a young high school wrestler, um, a trans man, and there was some beat-up controversy about that. And so we are talking now, that is the amateur world of wrestling where they do apparently do um, clever moves um, in their way. In their way. Um, um, so... Um, that is a different thing. And there was all this controversy about who should he be wrestling with um, um, and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, for heaven's sake, if the person identifying, you know, obviously the main thing is their gender identity. Um, and um, the thing is, maybe there has to be some consideration as to how long a person's been on hormones, which works safely both ways. But I think like any um, sport or 
perhaps sports entertainment maybe, um, you do need to consider everyone's safety. Um, a trans man in this case um, you know, may not be safe um, to have someone who's still largely got a female body and not the, maybe not the strength levels given that testosterone may underline highlight 48 font bold may have a fact be a factor. And so the story of Mac Beggs, um, who's um, got the Class 6A State Girls Wrestling Championship in the semifinals, um, and, um, you know, where should the person be wrestling? Well, you know, it's like, for heaven's sake, can we get over this, I think, is... Um, and Beggs is now 55-0 and 0 on the season, um, and many people are not wanting to talk about it. Um, fans mostly cheered after the victories, but some outliers, according to one report um, from Texas, um, and you know, sort of um, a whole heap of stuff. But good on uh, Mac for wanting to be who um, Mac wants to be, um, and um, um, Mac's mum or mom, as we have in America, has said um, wanted um, her child to forfeit but said, uh, my child's a fighter, not a quitter, and was also a senior, and um, so well done. Um, and the opponent shook hands with Mac, who then raised his arms and pointed into the stands where all of his family were in the same row in the second deck of the seating. So that's been in the news. And then, I'm not sure if it's coincidence or not, but I became aware of a um, situation in America where a young trans man um, um, has tweeted American wrestler Cody Rhodes, some of the legend, son of a plumber, the legendary Dusty Rhodes of professional wrestling fame, um, asking, you know, can I make it in professional wrestling? Um, and um, you know, sort of, um, Cody has come back with um, a tweet saying. Sure, you can. You've got every chance. Um, wrestling is for everyone. Now, I'm not... Um, I can't say that that's always been the case. I would have to um, agree. Um, um, and the exact quote is, pro wrestling is for everybody, always has been, um, in response to Samuel. And this is pretty public. So Samuel Samuel is cray. Samuel is cray. I'm not sure how that is pronounced. But... Um, you know, look, I've got to be fair, wrestling has come some distance um, for a long time. Um, a, a older wrestler, Pat Patterson, the first intercontinental champion, it was an open secret that he was gay, but he never came out until about two or three years ago on the, the show Legends House on WWE and got a huge response. Um, we've had other wrestlers, sadly one who left us too early, Chris Canyon, who um, was openly gay. But we now, of course, have active... Um, or recently active wrestlers, um, one who was on hiatus, Paige, um, hashtag Mark, says this one over here for Paige, um, um, Orlando um, Jordan, who runs a wrestling school in Melbourne, and others. So good on you, Cody Rhodes. Um, I'm marking out for you. It is really good to see that um, you know things are shifting. And so even if it hasn't always been for everybody, it certainly is now, and also a mention to John Cena's um, clip of last year, which I think was 4th of July, where he mentioned LGBT, which I think is pretty awesome going um, as well. So 
people are beginning to, you know, sort of get the idea here that, um, you know, everything needs to be inclusive and sometimes it might take um, some work to get there. Um, So well done to Cody Rhodes. Um, And also another one who goes by the ring name Rosa Mendes um, came out as bi um, in 2014. And I think, sadly, Rosa is now retired. May identify, I'm not sure about her choice of label, but um, Milena Leticia Ruka as her... um, well, I'll say more um, non-entertainment name is or Rosa Mendes, another one. So lots in there now, which is very welcome to see, and it's being um, respected and all that sort of thing. So uh, very, very um, good to see. Um, also good to see, I got this tweet just after I um, packed up the laptop last year, uh, last year, last week from Roving Reporter. Um, apparently this month's edition of Cosmo has a rainbow edition featuring Australia's prominent or most prominent LGBTI Australians and diversity is refreshing. I'll have to see if I can track that down um, because that's also good to see as well. So, yep, there's your weekly wrestling update as we have... Um, fast lane on well Monday week Australian time and then a few more weeks after that about four or five to of course Wrestlemania hmm I love it when I get to integrate all my life it's quite exciting all right um, in that light in line with um, the uh, Twitter handle um, at Sal Gold said so and that's the bottom line um, we had Triple H's theme. Here's my probably second favourite theme ever um, for Stone Cold. And you're on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. And we're going to get our um, Ballarat um, queer, queer people on the line and have a chat in the next segment. And you're with Sally Goldner on Out of the Pan. <laughs> Like some food for thought? Tune in to Radical Philosophy with discussions on freedom, happiness, knowledge, evil and rational argument. With words from Hawthorne, Patman, Jenkins, Hutchinson, Hirsi Ali and Plumwood. So tune in to 3CR Community Radio 8.55 on your AM dial on Thursday afternoon from 3.30 until 4 o'clock. And let's get radical about philosophy. feel the only thing standing between us falling off that precipice and actually fighting our way back up the top of the hill is the trade union movement. I really believe that. We have the numbers, we have the commitment, we have the heart, we have the will to really fight. And the only way we're going to win that fight is to grow the union movement. That was Jed Carney talking up union. Stay tuned to 3CR for more union news. 8.55 on your AM dial or 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and well, so far today, music that knows 
no boundary of genre wrestling themes um anyway well maybe it does um we opened of course with triple h's theme and that was stone cold's theme in honor of all the queer wrestling news um out there but good to see um you know just slowly but surely um those sorts of things um sort of making headway well um we shift now um to definitely try to be as many genres as we can because um the um well, you need to, or not genres, sorry, locations as we can, because, um, you know, it's a still a reasonable rule, but I don't know, I feel sometimes it's breaking down that it used to be even, say, five to seven years ago that you'd go to Pride March and it just seemed like it was inner city venues, which was great that they were there, but you think, what about people in the suburbs or beyond the metro area? And it does seem there's more groups marching in Pride March. Is that an indicator of what it's like to be queer outside the metro area? On the line, we've got two people from Ballarat who are no strangers to the world of broadcasting as well, um, Kirsten and um, Kobe, to have a chat and see what it's like. Um, hey, peeps, how are you? Yeah, yeah. We're good, Dave. How are you? I'm Happy really Brian. good. I'm really good. What's happened? Um, um, if, if the weather's anything like it is um, in Melbourne today, in, in Ballarat, then that's a damn good start as far as I'm concerned. It's a very oh, good start. Definitely a good start, yeah. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so you are up in Ballarat, you know, sort of around, oh, an hour, an hour and a half from the Melbourne Central Business District. But, you know, sometimes um, we hear a lot that there's for rainbowish people, um, the, you know, are, is it, the, you know, how's it going out? Um, we are out, out there, as I said, is it, um, you know, is it getting more, we'll say, equitable or not? What's your experience? Let's dive in there first. Well, I'm sitting here watching Kirsten about to answer that with a rainbow scarf on her head and a rainbow necklace around her neck. So it's very <laughs> proud down here. <laughs> That's yes, a flappingly yes, good indeed. start, yeah. Um, we do have a long way to go here in Ballarat, but we're, we're, we're fighting it and we're pushing hard and getting the word out there and, um, yeah, it's, it's getting better, but it's not quite there yet. We've got a way to go. We still have a lot of services lacking. Like, um, there is a lot of pride. There is a lot of stuff, but I think, um, seeing stuff happening in Melbourne, stuff, stuff like Sydney Mardi Gras happening for people in country areas, um, it kind of, sometimes you can feel kind of left out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense that, um, you know, sort of it's not in your hometown, but also even if you want to get there, um, you know, it's still that extra distance to travel for stuff, yeah. Yeah, and, like, for instance, yesterday I was chopping wood and next week I, um, I'll be marching down Oxford Street, Sydney, with um, a bunch, hundreds of thousands of other people in attendance. Okay. And... Um, and you know what? Like that's and that's a big difference for us, I guess. Um, and it's important that we have those experiences, and it's important that everyone like us in regional areas have those experiences, because it does give you a rejuvenated sense of self and a sense of community. And as Kirsten always says, our biggest asset is community. Yep, community connection so critical, so critical. And if you're feeling disconnected and isolated, not good. Sorry, I didn't catch that, Kirsten. No, it definitely is. We do have a lot of people here in this particular region who do feel isolated um, from their community and we're working to rectify that by starting some groups up and things like that. So, yeah, we're getting there. We've got our um, office space. We just secured an office space in the Ballarat Central Business District um, at the Trades Hall there. So we'll be starting up um, weekly support groups. 
Uh, in Ballarat, there hasn't been a support group for people over 25 for ever since I can remember. Um, it's been something we've called for. Um, but instead, the city of Ballarat, I guess, um, fobbed off the LGBTI youth group here to Headspace, which um, we're finding a lot of people are a bit uncomfortable going to Headspace, actually, because it's the connection with mental health. Because our sexuality isn't our mental health, but it is something that can flow on from our sexuality, from treatment of community attitudes, I guess. Oh, totally, totally. You know, we, you know, um, the large disproportionate issues faced by, I'll say, queer peeps are due to discrimination, negativity, not because of who we are in itself. Um, you know, and um, so it can, it's a good thought, you know, that it can sort of feel that, if you could feel a bit stigmatising if the only support is at a service that has a very strong mental health thing. I had I had thought about that. That's the only service we have at the moment is that, that which is funded. So we yeah. what we do we um we fundraise for our uh, events and our um, monthly night that we already do here in Ballarat. Um, we started the monthly night out of the idea of a support group, but it's turned into a bit more of a um, uh, eighteen plus nightclub kind of focus. So that's why we we think it's crucial that we actually have a space where there is no alcohol, where there is no uh, thing. We can just have coffee, pizza, play some board games where people feel like they can open up um, and share those things with us because we are the ones at the end of the day who know what each other are going through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, totally. Every particular group knows knows their stuff and it's about tapping into your lived experience, your knowledge um, as to what's going on. Rather than you know um, this you know thing that sometimes happens of imposing solutions, whether it's city on country, another nation on another nation, or you know say gay and lesbian on bi and trans. So yeah, let's you know you've got the info on the ground. Um, you know, and I'm curious to hear more about that. You know, can you drill a little more into the specifics of say, well, what are some particular um, situations each of you have faced and where did things, apart from the, say, the headspace situation, what are some things you faced and where did things sort of fall down? We'll do our best to explain it without mentioning any names yeah. of any people. Um, so we'll just explain brief outlines and we won't go into details. Yep, yeah, sure. Um, because we just don't want to make anyone feel isolated from us or uncomfortable either. But Kirsten, I think we'll have a, a very recent experience that she would like to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. We. I met a, a young fella at our Pride March who um, was finding it a little tough. He's only just um, come out to his family, um, and his mother is accepting, but his brother's not so much. Um, and it, it, it's been hard for him because he's been in and out of foster care and stuff as well. So, um, and he actually um, got to a pretty low point and was ready to commit suicide and rang me um, mm-hmm. standing on the train tracks. So, um, yeah, that was, that was tough. It, it, was hard to, it was hard to get him through that, um, especially when, you know, you may not necessarily have the tools and you've got that thing hanging over your head of, am I going to be able to get him out of this or am I going to be going to his funeral in the next week or... And this is what we go to sleep thinking at night time. Are we going to wake up tomorrow and are we going to have something that is going to be hanging on our shoulders? Like we're doing all of this, what we do, like I said, we don't ask no one for money except for people who donate to us. And um, this is the thing, we don't have the, uh, we haven't been trained in all this stuff. Like 
thinks we have got a cert four in disability, and Kirsten's doing her um, case management. Um, so we're, we're actually putting ourselves through studies to try and actually fill the gap of what's going on here. And this isn't a unique case, but um, this has been something that um, we've been struggling with for a long time. Um, Zach, the local youth group here, it was actually unfunded for about two years. So we were actually picking up the slack for the city of Ballarat and Headspace while they transitioned the group through. Um, now we're finding that um, we're getting a lot of um, people under 25 still coming to us because they don't feel comfortable going to Headspace. And when they do go to have space, they want someone who's going to be like a mentor and come with them. Yeah, someone who can just you know give them a, a boost up um, to start with, and yeah, you know, that that's really critical. Um, but I noticed the, we'll say the, um, I'll say qualification that you put on that under twenty five. What happens when you get over twenty five? As you sort of touched on earlier, you're on your own. You're on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and um, then there is no community connection at the moment. Like there's um, a couple. Like we've got. Grind and Camp Street, which is um, a monthly thing. So every fortnight there is a LGBT-friendly night. Um, but I guess, like I said, the community connection doesn't come from those kind of atmospheres, like where you get to know people. Like you might get to know people, but you might not remember it the next morning. Yeah, yeah. very, 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 very true. So um, you know, you've outlined, we'll say, where things are at now. Um, can I ask what your vision of ideal is? You know, what what, what would it look like? Um, for you know, rain, queers of all ages, um, from you know day one to one hundred and ten or whatever it is, in Ballarat, if it was ideal. Well, right now we have um, the radio show um, grind, and we have our entertainment events too. But my my personal vision would be to see grind become an umbrella corporation and be able to, um, I guess cover all areas and have, like, the support and that in place as well, like, for LGBTQI, domestic violence, mm. um, suicide, counselling. Um, just, you know, I just want to be able to get basically all the services that LGBTIQ community here needs because um, there isn't anything like that right now. And if Grind can become an umbrella corporation, that would that would be amazing eventually. That would really be... It's all falling into place quicker than we expected to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like people are very supportive of the idea within the union movement, um, within council. Um, State MP Sharon Knight and Jess Howard are both supportive, and Catherine King, which hasn't always been the case. I can remember a time where Catherine King had me block on, blocked on Facebook. Whoa. But now, but now she's... Um, because I, basically I think I dealt with it the wrong way. What actually got Catherine King over the line is taking her out to dinner and letting her see a lesbian couple with their children... Um, and seeing the normality of it and seeing what being not equal under the law actually can do to a family mm. and stigmatise these um, poor children, innocent children, where you've got people like Lyle Shelton saying we're going to create another stolen generation, which is just a complete cop-out and smack in the face. And that's putting it politely, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to be very polite. Yes, well, well done. <laughs> yes, yes um, we need our licence to keep um, doing radical radio. <laughs> um, and, yes, well, and I think everyone listening can think of similar words. We'd better just keep it to thinking level and not actually saying Maybe it on they air. can text them in. Maybe they can text them in. Text them in, yeah, and I'll see how I can somehow get them on air <laughs> uh, um, without hitting the bleep button too often because we are at midday, not after 9pm. But, you know, you've hit, seriously, you've hit a strong point that, you know, you know there's some people who still think, um, you know, queer peeps are, you know, sort of 
you know, this sort of strange alien race from another planet, but we are people, comma, who happen to be queer, and we're just trying to live our lives as best as we can and, you know, um, feed, clothe, home ourselves and hopefully make a buck and maybe have a glass of something at the end of the week like everyone else. And um, took well, Catherine I to have a, a meeting I to do that. I had an experience of being a Ballarat boy, and we call ourselves Ballarat boys, um, which is probably a bit corny, I guess. But um, I am a Ballarat boy, but I've lived in Melbourne before, and like I've been in the city. I've been. I worked at the Peel. I worked at um, Traffic Nightclub, and they had a gay night uh, once a week. That was in St Kilda, you know. But like every time you go out, you meet someone from Ballarat, or you meet someone from Geelong, and they've all got this hideous, horrible story to tell their hometown. And that's why um, in 2009, uh, I decided to bring it back to Ballarat and actually say no more, because 65 percent of people are leaving their hometowns to come out, and that's. Um, even higher if you just look at gay men by himself, or then it's even higher again if you look at transgender people. But um, our mission is to make it so that doesn't have to happen. Ballarat has the potential to be Australia's San Francisco, I believe. It, to, to be sorry, Australia's. I didn't quite catch San that. Francisco. San well, Francisco. Well, it's, it's a it's a it's a bit hilly. I don't. And you've got you've got cable cars and trams of some sort. No, that's Bendigo, sorry. But, um, no, no, we've got tram tracks, but they cover them over. But they can oh. pull them back out. <laughs> pull them back out, put some trams on, and you, and you could. No, seriously, look, it is a, it is a beautiful and unique city and, of course, uh, home to many things. Um, you know, the, and a lot of queer people. And a lot of queer people. And, look, I do know a few queer peeps up there who, well, some who have interestingly moved out of the city to get the proverbial... Sea change, which says that you've got to be doing something right. <laughs> well, yeah, we have we have some people even from Joy FM that have moved down to um, Ballarat because Ballarat has been doing a couple of leaps in faith, but we have had a little um, setbacks, I guess, in the last year. I think we've seen a bit of a rise of the right um, in Ballarat as well. Yeah. Um, even in the council elections, um, very much so. Um, like, I won't mention those cancellers' names because we actually work closely with the cancellers, but there is a lot more right-wing attitude there. Yeah. yeah, no, look, it is it is there, and we all know that. And, you know, it's a sad thing, but we do have to ramp it up another notch to counter that um, everywhere, um, city, metro, and, well, all around the world, of course. So, um, you know, the thing is you are, you're, you know, you're not just sitting back waiting for it to happen. You're making it happen, which is pretty... Um, pretty damn well, awesome. Well, the one thing I learned is self-determination and you can't wait for things to happen. You've got to make it happen and then they come on board after it's already happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's people who assume that um, Ballarat is lost to the cause and it's always going to be what they call a hit town, I suppose. Um, but it's, it's just not the case. I mean, it's got the potential to, to grow so much um, in that area and, uh, you know, we're fighting to make that happen and and, we, and we, this is our hometown too, and we're here, we're queer, and we're not going anywhere. Fair enough, yep. And to to make it even better to be um, in Ballarat, what can people from, let's say, outside Ballarat, and I suppose if I'm extending this to other regional areas, what can people do to be the proverbial allies? What would you, what would you, I always have two questions. What can people do and what can people not do um, that would um, be of benefit to you in getting to that ideal? I'd say people in metropolitan areas, we need people to remember that we are here yep, um, and support us in, as much as they can as well. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that, as, like in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, they say is suburbia built to keep us in or them out, but we're smashing down suburbia. So we're not, we're not trying to focus in and be um, condemned to live in the walls of the city. We're trying to smash down that whole stereotype and bring it out. And 
like last year at Mardi Gras, we had an attack on safe schools coalition. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we had, I went to the Sydney um, Defend Safe Schools Forum and we had a, I had put an idea up of a roadshow around regional towns, which has been implemented in Victoria. Um, it hasn't come to Ballarat yet, but I've been on to the organisers of it to make sure they get down here. And so if they're listening, please hurry up. Um, <laughs> because, because we really do need it. Because at the end of the day, um, it's people like me and Kirsten who are actually turning up and doing something. And like I said, it's not a paid thing. It's not anything. It's only because we actually believe in the city. We actually love this town. We don't want to go anywhere. And we love other people in their towns too. Like I've, been, I've had the um, privilege of going to other towns and speaking at events. And it's much the same everywhere you go. Some places are worse than others. And that's terrible, but we've got to, people in like towns like Bellarat where we've seen a bit of progression, we've got to be their backbone too and help them stand up. And we've got to teach them what we've learned over the last 10 years, you know what I mean? Well, true. And of course, I'm thinking you do have, to some extent, a template, the fantastic work over in Shepparton, and you know, the magnificent Damien Stevens, and before Damien, Roe Allen, now our commish, who you meant in a way mentioned, yeah. um, you know, it's it's doable. There's a thing you've got, um, you know, something that you can see. Oh wow, that's how it can look. And and it's good that we get to network with these kinds of people. And Damien Stevens is always there when I need him to get some help as well. You know, and it's good that, and that's exactly what we need to do for each other. We need to be there because, like we we're saying earlier, community connection is the most important thing. And everyone, like a lot of people know the answers. Our community elders know the answers, but. Us young people are too stupid to ask questions. Yeah, oh, don't get don't get me started on that sort of approach <laughs> on you know young people in particular, but also when you know it has you know my, I suppose don't want to take us off track, but you know elements of gay and lesbian think they can tell bi and trans and gender diverse what to do, and it's sort of then well to link in with the first segment about world wrestling entertainment, I nearly start putting some of the moves on them, but. Um, <laughs> But no, everyone knows what, and it's just about, you know, do we have some resources that might help you implement what you need is the main thing. And there's... Um, a... Sorry, go for I it. Think, I think definitely, I think definitely. And you know what, like, um, we have made a decision, um, for example, there's a couple of corporate um, people that we weren't going to invite to. Um, they're not corporate, they're community-based groups, but, you know, they haven't been for right here for us, so we 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 decided that we weren't going to put an official thing out, you know, because... Where have they been? Where have you guys been when we needed it? And yeah. th- and this is the thing I can say for myself for the last eight years, I haven't seen I've seen help from um, media outlets and stuff like that, but I've seen help from um, Equal Love Melbourne, but I haven't seen nothing from Australia Marriage Equality. I haven't seen nothing from a lot of other organisations who claim to be there speaking for us. But where are they? A, a good question, yes. Sometimes, um, well, I'll try, I'll have to do the diplomacy here. There are some organisations who really are not um, speaking for all of the LGBTIQ communities um, within our communities, and they and think they do. And we feel forgotten. And sorry? And we feel forgotten. Yeah, and no one wants to feel forgotten, ignored, abandoned. We've got enough of that that we've all faced within our communities without um, so-called friends, you know, and allies doing it. Um, is, um, you know, sort of um, not, is um, really, um, you know, just not what we don't, we don't need it. What really is a slap in the face is that the fact that we've helped some of these uh, organisations actually raise money. Like, I remember a couple of years ago, there's so many um, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think even millions donated for um, a TV advertising campaign and stuff like that. But, you know, even in Ballarat, you turn on TV, you see a couple uh, ads, but you don't actually see nothing really. Like we actually got to start focusing on 
the people whose minds aren't fully changed yet, mm-hmm. not just the people in the inner city suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be everywhere and it's got to be the whole of the, you know, the rainbow community is plural. And that's something else I really wanted to talk to you about. Um, you know, the term that gets used, intersectionality, i.e. we're multifaceted. And that um, both of you wanted to talk about issues of um, disability and queerdom, because I think that's, it's finally, you know, there's been people pine pushing it for years, um, Greg Adkins down here and um, Jack's Jackie yeah. Brown. But it seems to have suddenly, in a way, um, there's been a small tipping point, but I'm, I'm really curious to get your perspectives on it as the peeps with the lived experience. Um, well, as, as you know, I have cerebral palsy, so it's a, it's a it's an issue that's pretty close to my heart. Um, it's just it's just something that nobody ever really thinks about. I mean, they seem to believe that disability automatically means asexual. Mm. Yeah. Um, but. It's not the case. And uh, and you find a lot of people with disabilities um, are quite cheeky. <laughs> yes, yes. I do have to agree there. They, we, do, we can have attitudes just like everybody else. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and, and you know what? People got to um, stop thinking about that. I've had the um, pleasure of working in disabilities for the last um, few years. And I'll I, I tell you what, working in my field, um, I've seen a lot of cheeky stuff. And I've helped even one, one of my old clients who's now sadly passed away, I remember he couldn't write because he's, he had um, his fingers were growing, going into bones. So I was writing his messages. And, you know, there's still some cheeky, naughty stuff that comes, and it's, and it's quite cute and cheeky. Yeah. And- so how does that, you know, in an area, you know, when there might be less transport for starters as there can be in regional areas you know for perhaps people not you know not so much yourself Kirsten but people let's say with mobility issues what sort of impacts can that have specific to regional rural areas? Oh it's definitely an issue that affects me as well um because right now I don't have a driver's license or anything so um but yeah it is difficult because a lot of the time um especially when it comes to mobility, um, people with disabilities won't go out because um, a lot of the, like, especially here in Ballarat, a lot of the places aren't accessible and it's, you know, too much of a strain on, on finances. Um, so you don't often see a lot of people with disabilities out in Ballarat, which is a shame because, you know, we we need to be able to get out and be social in our communities as well, like especially when you're LGBTIQ because you do, you get that sense of isolation even from your own community because mm. you do have a disability and, you know, that that can make it very hard. Um, but I just think that, uh, you know, our transport operators need to be more open to, um, I guess making it easier for us to get around and for cheaper. Also, too, I think um, it's important for um, us and everyday able people to actually remember people who are on transport and actually be courteous. And um, actually, when they when someone's with their girlfriend at a train station in Ballarat um, who's in a wheelchair and she has cerebral palsy, I'm using an um, example of cursing here, um, don't stare and don't give um, mm. really uh, weird-looking faces because, you know, Homophobia with disabledism or homophobia with racism, homophobia with mm. sexism, it's all a double slap in the face because it's yep. almost like the exclusive inclusionist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is that you sort do, of... You get that double exclusion, which is not is not um, the most 
uh, oh, what would you call it? The most comfortable thing to go through, honestly, it was it was rather hurtful that uh, that you get put in that situation. It's a minority within a minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, totally double whammy or triple whammy, if you want to call it that. And it, you know, they're all oh, yeah, parts of sure. who you are, and they're being. Mm devalued rather than being valued um, for the unique perspectives that they give. So, yeah, certainly want to And it's not only it's not only being disabled and being LGBTIQ either, it's also being a woman. Mm. I know that sounds really simplistic, but oh, there's no. still a lot of people out there who will discriminate on the basis that I am a woman. Um, and, you know, apparently for some people, um, women being gay or bisexual is, not always as accepted as, as a guy being gay or bisexual. So, yeah. <laughs> oh no, and, um, totally. And you know, a lot of no, but a lot of gay a lot of gay men can be um, sexist too, and not even realise it. And even if we don't sleep with women, us men, even if we are gay like me, we have to realise that we have to respect women and, and actually acknowledge the contribution they make to our life. Because at the end of the day, we wouldn't be here without a woman. Well, that's very, very true. Um, and you, you, so you're totally right. You know, this double whammy or triple whammy stuff hurts. And then you've got, as you've mentioned, these double standards that can exist within the rainbow. And it, I do still find it staggering at times that people can be so blind to that when they're copying discrimination on one part of them and then going and giving it out almost in the same way to someone else seems very, very it's strange. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not sexist. I don't sleep with women. That's, that's just the biggest stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm. I mean, I actually went out to the local club here, Element, in Ballarat last Friday night for the gay night, Um, and I was being congratulated on being out um, at a club. I was like, "Um, okay, thank you very much, but there's no need to congratulate me. I'm just having fun just like you guys. It's patronising, isn't it? It it can be patronising, yeah, and... I know that people don't mean it from a bad place because I've experienced that quite a lot myself. But at the same time, you know what? Just because I'm out after five o'clock, that doesn't mean I'm actually achieving anything. You get home, Pine Possum's gone to bed, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's stupid, isn't it? It doesn't mean I'm achieving anything. See, this is, this is my worry. But, you know, it is coming from a good place. So I wasn't being too judgmental about it. But um, at the same time, sort of... It sort of is a bit of a slap in the face. Well, our guest co-host on our radio show Grind um, on JUZZ, we actually had we had Kira Lee come on, and she was telling a story when you came on the show, actually, Sally, um, that when she was at Pride a few years ago, um, someone was um, patting her on her head and rubbing her hair, saying that oh. she's a perfect um, wheeling head job. Oh dear. <clears throat> Do you I don't know to say that on radio. Oh, <laughs> That's all right, yes. But no, this, look, is what, this is what people are actually facing. It's actually yeah. true. It's reality. Yeah. Um, so this is, and this is double said, this is what I mean. When you actually had a big event with people who were supposed to be about inclusion and acceptance and you get um, kind of isolated from that, then how does that work? It really can have, you know, yeah, double the effect, the negative effect. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's got to be turned and around. And double the effect can equal triple the effect because yep. you don't know how much that pressure and that extra hurt that can put on. Yeah. Yeah, no one really gives that a lot of thought. But um, the thing is, the thing that I really want people to take away yep. is that people with disabilities are just as sexual and just as social as able-bodied people. We don't... We're not all that different. We're pretty much exactly the same. 
as all of you, we just do things slightly differently because, you know, of our mobility limitations yep. or even our intellectual limitations in some cases. Um, Mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we basically, we're exactly the same as you and we're trying to get rights just like you. We're a bit behind with our rights, unfortunately. Well, I think I've been in Adelaide last year. That, um, uh, I think it was the second Disability Pride Festival was on, which um, I'm keen to go to this year. I'd like to do that myself, actually, yeah. Well, I hadn't heard yeah. about that. I'd better track that one down. I mean... Oh, I'll get you some information. I'll, I'll send it to you. After the <laughs> yeah, look, it, and this is one thing. If there was something that was, you know, some degree of light, I did notice at the Midsummer Festival this year there were quite... A, most um, exhibitions of disability and queer that I can remember... And I'm allowed to say that because I'm a middle-aged queer chook or something. But um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, it did seem like finally these dis- these the, ish- the intersection of queer and disability is getting light shone on it, thanks to the people yeah. who who stood up. Um, one exhibition yeah. by the city of Brimbank in what was held out at the city of Brimbank was excellent um, that I saw at least. So I think I mean, it's there, there is the support out there. There definitely is because Kiralee and I both marched in the Midsummer Pride March this year, and um, you know, I was struggling a little bit due to my physical limitations with the distance, and the the crowd, um, you know, on the on the roadside were very supportive and and basically kept me going. To be perfectly honest, because their encouragement was spurring me on. So, um, the, probably the only reason that I made it through. So, there there is definitely a lot of support out there, but it's still got a long way to go. Well, that's the thing, and I think that's probably. You know, I think that's the gist. We're sort of on roughly on the right road. Just got to you know keep travelling and hope we can put the foot down in a safe way. Um, yeah. So you're doing such great work up there. Um, you know, I've I've got the Facebook page for JUZZ Radio in front of me, which you um, podcast on that the first edition of which is every Saturday night at seven. Yeah. And if people want to get in touch with you about anything, they want to support you, they need your support. Um, what's the best ways to do that? Um, what's what's the best means of communication in this high tech world? Um, well, we actually have our own individual Facebook page for our radio show. It's um, Gadio Radio Grind with Kobe and Kirsten. Um, it's got our photos as the profile picture, so it's not hard to find. Um, but yeah, we do generally get a fair bit of contact through there, actually. So. If um, if people are interested in the show or want to get in touch with us, that's probably the best way. Can I we just... do have some exciting news coming up that we will be announcing on that soon, but we can't really say too much. But we have a lot of exciting stuff that you'll probably see in fruitation around uh, maybe the start of April. Yeah. So keep a watch out because it's going to be pretty exciting stuff. All right. Can I just get the name of that page again, though? I didn't quite catch that. It was... Um... Gadio Radio Grind. With Kobe and Kirsten. Ah, got it. Gadio Radio Grind. I'll put a link to that under the um, posts for today's um, show so people can tune in and look. I think yep. whether you call it podcast, 3CR, Joy, or Rainbow Radio over in Bendigo, we need, of course, all the communication we can get. So it's hugely yep. awesome that you're um, doing that and all your um, great work. Well, I'm sure you'll be excited about the news we're going to be sharing then. We've got yes. a lot in the pipeline right now. We're busy, busy. Uh, really, really lot. No, look, it, um, you know, look, it's it, you know, every step I think is the critical thing, and the two of you are taking those steps. So um, just just keep going. Um, you know, if you um, 
you know, again, as always, please send us any news. Um, also, you know, if, if it it can be tough going doing this career advocacy stuff, if you need a yeah. now you need a hand yourselves, just an ear or a shoulder, reach out to people. We yeah. can get um, get it done together. So, um, I know. mean, but when it comes to the Victorian LGBTIQ community, Ballarat's probably a pretty small flash in the pan. But you see, we're we're providing an example for the rest of regional Western Victoria, um, and. We want to create that ripple effect, and we're, and you know we're we're trying really hard and working hard at it. So it can it can be done, and you you are, and I think that needs to be hugely acknowledged. So just keep keep hanging keep hanging in there. All right, I'd better wrap it up there, um, so I can be out of this studio on time for the next show, Freedom of Species, but. Um, keep up the great work. Um, keep rolling, um, and yeah, let's um, make sure that well um, the only. Um, that we, you know, that regional and metro end up um, both getting the support that they need each in their way, and it will ha- happen when people like you two keep rolling it along. So thanks for and the time. Thank you for doing um, out of the pen because it's um, one of my favourite shows on Three CR along with um, the Black Block. But um, we'll be always listening. So everyone else, make sure you keep listening to the time too, because you, you've been doing this for a lot of years now, and you do it. You like you've set an example for what we do. So yeah, we're looking at your template in a sense. Thank you for your support, and thank you for having us on today. Pleasure, gang. Um, keep up the good work in Ballarat, and um, stay in touch. Bye. Happy Mardi Gras. And yes, happy thank Mardi Gras. Bye. 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 <laughs> Queers everywhere, as it should be. Um, yeah, look. Um, Cody and Kirsten doing just such great stuff up there in Ballarat. And, yes, Mardi Gras next week, but also, um, yes, I have been doing radio for a while, including next week is, I'm, I'm not quite a teenager, but teenager, or the show isn't, it's the 12th birthday of Out of the Pan. There you go. Mm, cake, any excuse will do. Um, all right, better wrap up the show very quickly, just have a quick message or so. And um, um, better clear out and make way for freedom of species. But um, let's just have a couple of quick messages and wrap it all up. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email Info at by-alliance.org. The Thinkers and Makers Salon is a monthly event with special guests, jam sessions and an open mic segment set to provoke discussion, communicate experience and inspire thoughtful debate. It's curated by Noor Shikembi and hosted by Sukshi Galasa. On Thursday the 2nd of March, join Nazid Kimi, Ghassan Haj, Miss Safa and Fiona Boyd for the inaugural event. The Thinkers and Makers Salon on the first Thursday of each month, 7 to 9pm at The Good Room, 390A Ligon Street, Brunswick East. Go to thefoundlingarchive.org.au for more information and bookings. The Foundling Archive is a 3CR supporter. That indeed it is, 3CR, um, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand.
demand. I'm going to do that until I'm told to stop. Um, great to hear from um, Kobe and Kirsten. They're just doing such good um, stuff. And as they, you know, it is all sort of on the smell of the proverbial oily rag up there. Um, as they were saying, doing it voluntarily, know it well. So let's see what we can do to give them a boost on whatever level. Um, and yep, I have posted the link to their um, radio show, Gay Dio, G A Y D E O Radio, Gay, Gay Dio Radio Grind with Kobe and Kirsten. It is under the post on um, uh, my f- uh, Facebook page for today if you need to contact them. And yes, things coming up during the week. Um, well, Bisexual Alliance is on this week where we took January's meeting off because there was Pride March and the Bipoly picnic and stuff and stuff and stuff. But we're back. Um, the Dog Room at the Great Northern this Tuesday night, um, 7 o'clock-ish for a 7.30 start, um, Pub Grub and all the rest. Um, and FTM Shed on this afternoon in at Carlton. Um, hi to um, the guys. And um, I'll just say the two in particular who are facing some challenging stuff. Now, there's an unofficial polysocial on at the Terminus, um, not booked by Polyvic, but um, there is a social, Sunday social, as it's been called. Pent TV, um, still rolling along, um, and um, that's on Friday night. And then um, Thursday the 4th is um, Genderqueer um, Australia. Um, is rocking along as well. So it's going on a big hi to um, Jem, one of the facilitators of Gender Queer Australia. Cheers to you. Um, I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, and also, just I did play earlier the announce, uh, announcement um, with the voice of Jed Kearney from the ACTU. Um, obviously, the you know what I think is the horrendous situation with um, cutting penalty rates during the week. The thing that gets me is how is cutting penalty rates suddenly going to give people demand to have um, to have the money to go shopping. They're not. They're, you know, they've got the same income as before, and the, of course the people who work in hospitality, retail, etc., have even less. So the malarkey that's coming out of um, those who are support, um, the mouths of those who are supporting that decision is very, very sad. And it does affect queers um, without stereotyping. There are, it seems, a fair few queer people in retail and hospitality, so probably many other double whammies. Anyway, I'd better get out of here and make way for the Freedom of Species crew from 1 till 2, um, and Psychedelia from 2 till 3, um, and Queering the Air from 3 till 4. Well, take it out today. I've got to say goodbye for now. Um, so, take it out with the cold chisel track of that name, the live version from the um, Swing Shift um, double CD of around 1980. Um, go Barnsey! Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. <laughs>